The Public News Service Daily Newscast, October the 19th, 2021. I'm Mike Clifford. A new report finds a U.S. Senate bill would expand eligibility for unemployment benefits for many Americans, including nearly 600,000 workers in Ohio. The Unemployment Insurance Improvement Act, co-sponsored by Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown, would lower the threshold for how much workers must be paid in order to qualify for benefits if they lose their job. Researcher Michael Shields with Policy Matters Ohio explains that currently Ohio has one of the strictest earnings tests among states. A worker has to be paid at least $280 a week and work at least 20 weeks of the year. A lot of folks end up getting left out of coverage. And that actually does include a lot of people who are very highly attached to the workforce. The typical person who would be newly covered by this measure worked 37 weeks in 2019 and worked a median of 26 weeks per year. To qualify for unemployment under the bill, workers would need to be paid at least $1,500 in a year and $1,000 in at least one quarter. That's compared with the minimum in Ohio of $5,600 in a year. The bill's sponsors are pushing for it to be included as an amendment in the Build Back Better social spending package currently being debated. Mary Sherman reporting. The report also found it would expand unemployment qualifications for those in some of the industries hit hardest by the pandemic, including accommodations and food services. Currently, about 44% of those workers are excluded from benefits, compared with 15% of workers overall. And from CNN, former President Donald Trump filed a lawsuit Monday in the D.C. District Court against the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection and the National Archives in an effort to keep records from his presidency secret by claiming executive privilege. CNN notes that the Biden administration has declined to assert executive privilege over the first batch of Trump-era records. Trump is currently opposed to the release of about 40 documents. And we have been reporting a lot about redistricting. It is important. Iowa is lauded for its nonpartisan process, but as new political maps are crafted, there are concerns that party priorities will get in the way. Matthew Covington is with Iowa Citizens for Community Improvement, and he warns about straying too far from the state's general approach. Everyday Iowans are paying attention, and they won't forget, and that they will um, every two years show out at the polls to express uh, how they feel that lawmakers jeopardize our nonpartisan redistricting process. If lawmakers keep saying no, it opens the door for them to draw the new boundaries themselves. With one party in control, watchdogs say that creates fairness issues. This is PNS. October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Advocates want to shed more light on how LGBTQ survivors are often overlooked in discussions about violence prevention. One in three women and one in four men are victims of domestic violence at some point in their lives, according to CDC data. Hannah Maswani with the YWCA in McLean County explains there's plenty of evidence of healthy, straight relationships in the media, but far fewer examples of queer relationships. We already know there's a massive stigma around domestic violence for straight women in relationships with men. It's tenfold when it comes to queer folks because we don't have solid representation of what good relationships look like. U.S. Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois is among those calling for a bipartisan reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which expired in 2019. The U.S. House has already passed its version of the bill, which includes a grant program for initiatives specifically for LGBTQ domestic violence survivors. 
I'm Lily Volke reporting. And a town in northern Connecticut now owns a former tobacco farm where Martin Luther King Jr. spent some of his teenage years. More than 75 years ago, the 288-acre Meadowwood property in Simsbury partnered with Atlanta's Morehouse College to send students to work on the farm to pay tuition. MLK later described it as an early moment where he had an inescapable urge to serve society. Through a ballot measure in May, Simsbury residents overwhelmingly voted to purchase and preserve the land. Already partially lost to subdivision, Simsbury First Selectman Eric Wellman says the town hopes to tell the whole history of Meadowood. His time in Simsbury helped inform some of the modern civil rights movement. And this project makes sense whether you're interested in historic preservation or the environment or even preserving agriculture. I'm Emily Scott. Finally, our Mike Bowen tells us renewable energy advocates in North Dakota are hoping for more federal support to advance projects. That's after a key meeting with a Biden cabinet member this month. U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm took part in a roundtable discussion last week that was hosted by the governor, who, along with fossil fuel leaders, promoted practices such as carbon storage and adapting fuel technology. But other stakeholders pushed for more focus on helping North Dakota pursue avenues such as wind, solar, and geothermal heating. Wes Davis heads sustainability at Turtle Mountain Community College. He wants more federal resources to educate tribal communities about these types of infrastructure. If we're able to develop curriculums to train these people at tribal colleges, then we can create trades. He says that creates more economic opportunities and sustainability in tribal communities. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on radio stations, big and small. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.